So while pastors have been at HAPN all week, I have been doing a virtual conference all week with Adobe Max, which is like the biggest creative conference in the world. And I was excited because this year they're doing it online and they're doing it for free. And this is a $1,500 conference normally held in San Diego. So I was really excited. And so my brain is like full of all of this information. But when, uh, when pastors asked me if I would bring a message tonight, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, this is not a big deal. We're talking on kingdom. I'm, I'm good with kingdom, right? And I thought, well, you know, I'm really busy this week. I'll grab a couple of old messages. We'll pull one. It'll be fine. And Holy Spirit said no. And I said, okay, so what are we doing? And he gave me four words. And I said, okay, well, can I have a scripture? This is church. And he gave me one scripture. And I tried to develop notes because that's what you do when you prepare, right? You develop notes. Well, I couldn't. I'd try and it just, it wasn't what he wanted. So give me some grace. I'm actually going to share with you a little bit of what God has been walking me through. And the scripture that's up right now, Matthew 23, 11 through 12, that's the scripture he gave me. The greatest among you must be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Okay, so that's probably the only time I'm going to mention this scripture tonight, and um, I'm going to sit because I feel like I'm going to fall down. So I'm going to sit. All right. So... The first word that he gave me was failure. Over the course of 2020, many strange things have happened. Would you agree? Oh, are you awake? Many strange things have happened in 2020. My one word for 2020 was transition. Never, ever, since we've been doing one words, has Holy Spirit walked me through my one word to such a fullness as it has been this year. Towards the beginning of this year, with everything that was happening with COVID, we shut down Reset Ministries completely. And, wow. So, when you build something and then it doesn't reach that place you want it to and you stop doing it, in comes the enemy with, hey, you failed. And I struggled because I know I'm not a failure, but I sure felt like it. For those of you who don't know, at Reset, we did a ton of inner healing. We met with people one-on-one, -on -one. we met with people in groups, we walked them through soul care, and we watched people get free. We watched mental illnesses that have no cure be cured. That's what God was doing. And then it just ended. And I struggled with failure. And finally, one day, I said, God, I've done everything I know to do. I have walked through all of the soul care, all the inner healing processes to break things, to heal, and I'm still dealing with this thing. 
and I don't understand why. He said, you don't understand what failure is. This was a moment for me when I went, do you think I'm dumb? I know what the word failure means. But because it's God, I said, okay, what does failure mean? He said, failure is the lack of hope to rise again. And I took a deep breath because I am a follower of Jesus Christ. He lives in me. And so long as I have Jesus, I always have hope. There's never a time when you're without hope so long as you are a follower of Jesus, period. As kingdom citizens, as sons and daughters of God, we always, always have hope. He also told me that what looked like failure to me was success to him. I said, what do you mean? That is, I didn't accomplish the goal. The goal was to grow this ministry to a place where it had an impact in this region. That was the goal. I mean, for those of you who are visionaries, who have an imagination that just is way out there, you can think of something and you can see what it's supposed to look like, even if you can't see the path to get there. That was me. That still is me. So I could see what this thing was supposed to be, and I was on maybe step three. And I didn't know what the rest of the steps looked like. That didn't matter. I step when God tells me to step. I'm good. But I hadn't reached the goal. And God said, you don't understand. The goal was not the success. Okay, again, I know what success means. But what is success? He said, success occurs when you take a step. When I ask you to step and you step, you've succeeded. He said, it was never about the big picture. It was always about you taking a step. I said, oh, well, why did you show me the big picture? He said, if I didn't show you the big picture, you would never have taken the step. And honestly, sometimes I hate it that God knows me better than I know myself. But he's absolutely right. If I couldn't see where I was going, I wouldn't have taken that step to go there. And so, okay, failure is the lack of hope to rise again. But success is taking a step. And when you take one step, you can take another step. And every step is success. Now, during the course of all of this, I have the enemy coming at me. And he is saying, psst, you're still a failure. And of course, I fought back with, no, God said, I'm not a failure. He said, I'm a success because I took a step. And before long, he said, well, it's just that nothing you've ever done has had any significance. Now, I could give you my history and you would understand why that hit me so hard. But the short version is I come from a long line of 
being passed from person to person until I finally found somebody who wanted me. And they adopted me and did their best to raise me, and I will forever be grateful for my forever home. But there's always that nagging thing in me that everything I've tried to do has failed. So the enemy took that and he said, you've just done nothing significant. So I was raised in a Lutheran church and we learned about Martin Luther. And Martin Luther was probably one of the biggest pivotal figures in Christianity. He changed the way Christianity functions. And he did it by stepping up and speaking truth. And growing up, I learned about Martin Luther. We learned what the Lutheran seal meant. We walked through the Lutheran catechism. And secretly, I didn't tell anybody this until about five years ago, secretly, I wanted to do something that had that kind of an impact. And all of my life, that's never happened. So the enemy says, you've done nothing significant. And I said, oh, God. But he's right. Nothing in my life has really mattered. And God said, honey, you don't understand what significance is. Okay, um, sometimes I get tired of being told what I don't know, but God's right. I didn't know what significance was. He said, you think significance is doing a big thing that impacts the region or a nation or the world. He said, Martin Luther didn't impact the world by doing a big thing. He simply did a bunch of little things. And when you study Martin Luther, you find out that's very true. He nailed 95 statements to a church door, refused to recant his statements when the Catholic Church at the time said he needed to. All of his statements had to do with the fact that you can't buy forgiveness and the Pope is not the end-all authority. And from there, he changed the world by simply speaking truth, by encouraging others, by one person at a time. And then the Lord said, I want you to look at what I did when I walked the earth. And so I looked at Jesus. And do you know, Jesus didn't do these great big ginormous things. He dealt with one person at a time. Now, yeah, he preached to 5,000. He fed 5,000 at one point. I think they figured out it was closer to, what, 50,000 with the women and the children. But his biggest impact was individually. It was the individual healing. It was the individual deliverance. And God said, you don't get it. It's not about the big things you do. It's about the little things that impact others. When you turn on an air conditioner and the people who feel that air conditioner experience its comfort, you've impacted them. 
He said, when you do the things that others won't do, it impacts the way people hear me. He said, impact is not about chasing the demons. It's not about, it's not about changing regions and nations. It's about changing people. We may be out of here early. I hope that's okay. Impact is that which changes a person, that which causes change within a person. And I've had to really sit back and look at that. See, for me, impact is denominations uniting. Impact is a whole bunch of people from different denominations getting together to worship God, getting together to pray together. It is a city giving its heart to Jesus. To me, that's impact. I once made the statement that you change a nation one city at a time. But God said you change a city one person at a time. So I said, okay, failure is the lack of hope to rise again. Success, success is taking a step. Significance is the little things you do. Impact is that which causes change in a person. And I said, okay, that's, that's great. Help me walk through this thing. And he said, it's the little things. He said, I call my leaders to do the small things. I call my leaders to lead by serving. I, I used to say that I didn't want a platform. And then Pastor Linda looked at me one day and she said, honey, stop saying that. God has given you a message and you want to share it. You need a platform. Okay. So I don't say that anymore, Pastor Linda. But what I did do is I laid it at the feet of Jesus. All of this is still very raw for me. I'm still walking through emotions. Um, when you build something and it's suddenly gone, there's a lot of emotions to deal with. Anytime you lose something, there is a trauma of sorts created in your soul. And so you have to walk through that process. And I've been doing that. But this is such a big thing for me. My identity got wrapped up in this thing. So when my identity got challenged, it wasn't challenged with, you're just a nobody. It was challenged with, everything's gone. Who are you now? And I stood there, and I 
in the spirit, looked around at everything that was gone. And I said, I know who I am. I know who God tells me I am. He calls me his daughter. He tells me that he has made me to get things done. He's made me a builder. And, okay, this is who I am. And I'm okay with that. The problem was, your identity isn't just who you're connected to. It's not just how God has made you. It's the work he's given you to do. It's how you do that work. Um, I did a teaching, not, I don't know, a few years ago on identity, and it was positional and personal. And your personal identity is who you are to God. You're a son. You're a daughter. That's who you are. But your positional identity is what you're called to do. So Billy Graham was called to be an evangelist. His identity is a son of God, but also an evangelist. Deborah Brawley is called a daughter of God, but she's also an intercessor and a teacher. And I've been challenged through the years with the question of, if you weren't doing this, who would you be? I am a daughter of God. I am a builder. But I didn't know what to do with it now because everything that I was building was gone. And as I stood there looking at everything, I heard the Lord say, just take a step. And I said, I don't know what direction. Everything around me looks the same. It's all ash. It's all dust. It's gray. I don't know where to go. I don't know what direction to step. He said, it doesn't matter. Just take a step. Because when you get paralyzed, when you can't move, that is not God's place for you. There are times when we have to stand because Scripture tells us when we've done all we can do to stand, we must stand. And when we stand, we are standing against the enemy that is coming at us. But when you reach that place where you can't step forward with God, that is not him. And you have to take a step. So here I am. God, I don't know how. I don't know how to take a step. And like the good God he is, he brought somebody into my life to say, listen, you can do this. And I found myself taking a step. And when I took a step, I said, okay, Lord, what direction? And I want you to know he's not answered me yet. I have no clue. I just keep stepping. But what I found interesting is I still know when the enemy comes at me and says, you're a failure. I have hope. I can't be a failure. I used to say the failure is when you quit trying. And there's truth in that. But we only quit trying because we lose hope. Hope always wins. 
So I step forward. And I can see that even though I don't know where I'm going, that's not entirely true. I do have a clue. I just don't see the big picture yet. And I'm a big picture person. I want to see the picture on the puzzle box before I put the puzzle together. You don't have to tell me which pieces go where. I just want to see the picture. But I haven't seen this picture yet. But he said step. Okay. I will step. Every step I take, the words of my enemy get less and less. He has nothing on me because I am a child of God. Somebody in here, somebody watching now or in the future, needs to know this. Scripture tells us to agree quickly with the accuser on our way to court. But it also tells us that because of what Jesus did, who dares to accuse us? Because everything that would come to be used against us has already been dealt with on the cross. Everything that the enemy comes at you with from your past, from your present, into your future, it can't be held against you. He's hoping you'll believe him and how easily we do. Because he likes to use the things that we can see, that we can touch. He likes to use the tangible things that touch our emotions. So, for me, it was this ministry that I knew God had asked me to build. Suddenly shutting down before reaching that point that I knew we were supposed to be reaching. But I didn't know. God never really intended for me to take this ministry over there just yet. He needed me to step. Because when I stepped, I was stepping on the head of the accuser who said, you don't belong in ministry. You can't do this. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. You don't deserve it. You're a child from the backwoods that nobody wanted. Who do you think you are? Well, I'm not a failure. And I have an impact. I don't see the fruit of that impact very often because I'm a big picture girl. And impact happens in the little changes inside of a person. And so I am in the process of learning how 
to view impact correctly. I am learning to enjoy doing the little things. There are so many that we don't even realize impact our lives until they aren't there anymore. And when we see them, just let Holy Spirit show you the impact they have on you, the change that he has done in you because of them. Ask him, what is it? Where is my significance? Where is my impact? Because listen, he'll show you. And it'll surprise you. And it'll humble you. Those who desire to be great will be servants of all. We are called to be servants of all, not, not just me, not pastors Eric and Shelley, but all of us as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ. We are called to follow his example and serve others. And to do so without anybody knowing that we're doing it. And... If you take nothing else from tonight, I'm going to wrap it up because, you know, it's 7.20 and I've gone 10 minutes longer than I thought I was going to. So if you take anything away from tonight, failure is the lack of hope to rise again. But you always have hope, so you're never a failure. Success is taking the step that God asked you to take. Significance is doing the little things and impact is that which changes something inside another person. So, um, let me just pray for you. Father God, it's been a bit of a wild year, and we've done our best to follow you. But there have been a lot of boulders in our lives. And there have been a lot of places where the enemy has come against us and he has whispered to us that we are failures, that nothing we do matters, that we're insignificant, that we'll never have an impact. But Father, It is because you love us so much that you wouldn't let me create notes that took us off of this. That you whisper back, you are not a failure. You are a success. You have significance. You cause impact.
So right now, in the name of Jesus, I break these lies under the blood of Jesus, the lies that would tell us as followers of Christ that we are failures, that we are not successful, that we are not significant, that we have no impact. I reject them. I repudiate them. And I declare the truth of the word of God. That you, Lord, have made us significant. That you have given us a hope that never fails. That in your eyes, every step we take, no matter how small, is a gigantic success. That you made us significant. That in the little things that we do every day, there is significance. And in that significance, we have a tremendous impact on others around us. And I release this truth in the name of Jesus. So as we go from here tonight, Lord, let these things radiate from us. Let us ponder them in our hearts and let them impact us so that we begin to walk in a kingdom lifestyle of serving others, of doing the little things. And knowing that those little things have an impact in your kingdom. I thank you, Father, that as we change one life at a time, we change the city and the region and the state and the nation and the world. I thank you that you love us so much that you won't let us be there in that place where the enemy comes at us and tells us these lies. You just won't let us stay there. Instead, you surround us. Your word says that when the enemy comes in, like a flood, you raise up a standard against him. And tonight you have raised a standard. And we thank you that you are our defense. That you surround us. That as we go from here, your truth impacts us and impacts the world around us. One person at a time. One small act or word at a time. I thank you, Father, that you bless every person here tonight, every person watching and 
joining us online. That you bless them with the depth of your love and keep them in the shadow of your wings. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, um, we got three minutes, and then the kids are going to be ready. So um, if you want prayer, we will pray with you. If you don't know Jesus, please come talk to me. I would love to introduce you to the man who loves you in a way nobody else ever could. And otherwise, have a great night and a wonderful rest of the week.